0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Guardian ID Podcast. This is Zach Martin, editor of the Guardian ID Magazine. Today we're speaking with Tom Spenninghoff, a partner of the Chicago law firm Wildman Herald and chairman of ABA Task Force on Federated Identity. But before we dive in, first a word from our sponsor. Whether you are protecting a critical infrastructure or vital information or securing a facility or border you need to answer the same question. In the modern world of identities, how do you establish with absolute certainty that someone is who they claim to be? At CSC, we understand that the heart of identity management is the creation of trusted identities. For more information, go to csc.com slash identity management. CSC, beyond a shadow of a doubt. There are many legal issues surrounding online identity. Tom's task force is looking at some of the legal issues around federated identity as well as some of the privacy and liability issues. Thanks for joining us today, Tom. Thank you. Tom, first off, just tell me about the ABA task force that, that you're chairing and, and what are you guys doing? What are you guys trying to accomplish?
1: Sure. Last year uh, within the American Bar Association, we, we've been doing quite a bit of work uh, relating to identity management. Sort of realized that while a lot of um, you know, I guess a lot of technical and standards related work has been done for, for many years that uh, there really hasn't been a focused look at the legal issues. And so we set up within the American Bar Association a group that we call the Federated Identity Management Legal Task Force. Uh, and, and our focus really, uh, we, we kind of broke it down into into three areas. Uh, the first being to really identify and analyze the legal issues that arise in the, you know, in the context of identity management, uh, and, and really try to, to do a, a rigorous look at, you know, what folks have to deal with when they, when they establish and operate identity management systems. And, and then the second side of that is really to look at the legal models for making it work, um, you know, because you, you need rules and you need obligations on the various parties, and they need to perform those obligations. And if they don't, you need some enforcement mechanism. So we're looking at, at various different legal models uh, and how they might be structured and what the pros and cons are. Uh, and then third um, is perhaps uh, we're going to try to look at, at model contract terms and uh, perhaps come up with either model contracts or model terms that can be inserted in contracts for identity management infrastructures and trust frameworks and so forth uh, to kind of look at a best practices approach from a legal perspective. So it's those three things that we're really trying to to do at this point. And, of course, it's a work in progress, so uh, everything may change as we go.
0: Tell me about some of the models that you guys are looking at.
1: Well, the, the primary focus... Uh, seems to be on setting up a contractual framework, uh, sometimes referred to as a trust framework, uh, um, or an identity and authentication framework, uh, um, that sort of binds all of the parties to a, to a common set of rules. Uh, and there's several different ways to set up a contractual framework, uh, ranging from, you know, sort of the, the model where the 800 pound gorilla kind of dictates everything because you know they're setting up a system and, and, and everybody really needs to to participate um, with that particular entity or government agency or what have you and so that entity can dictate the rules but i think more commonly you're finding more of a uh, a consortium or a group of uh... businesses are looking at setting up an identity infrastructure for a particular purpose or a particular industry and so you get more of a collaborative approach to a set of rules sometimes uh, setting up an organization that is really responsible for um, defining the rules and as things go along changing the rules as need be. I mean you might look at a Visa or a MasterCard kind of model for something like that. Uh, but but the, the other side of the equation that we always need to kind of look at is there are certain issues that come up in an identity management context that are regulated by statute or by regulation. Um, and sometimes you can vary those rules by contract between the parties. sometimes you can't, and so you've always got that that sort of legal and uh, regulatory statutory overlay that you 've got to you know sort of take into account.
0: Are there a lot of regulations and laws surrounding online identity out there, or is this still kind of a, a cutting edge um, area
1: oh, it 's a very cutting edge area, but what you find and it really varies by jurisdiction, mm-hmm. but what you find is that um, there's a fair amount of privacy law, uh, particularly, for example, in the European Union, uh, but also to a lesser extent here in the U.S. in the in the financial and healthcare sectors, for example. Uh, and and so that privacy law is going to have an impact. We're also starting to see some law uh, relating to the identification, excuse me, to the authentication process itself uh in the banking industry a few years ago the banking regulators came out with uh a set of guidelines relating to authentication processes used for online banking for example uh and we're starting to see that in other areas we're starting to see um case law come down uh where particularly in an identity theft context where the courts are starting to say you know a particular business really didn't meet its obligations to properly authenticate or identify, um, you know, the, the bad guy, so to speak. And, and so somebody was injured, and, and, and so they're going to be held responsible for, for damages. And so those kind of uh, obligations are going to have to be addressed. You mentioned the
0: payments industry, and others know there's PCI, um, and I know HIPAA with healthcare, But outside of that, I, I, I imagine there's not a whole lot going on.
1: Well yeah it's it's a it's it's a weird situation because you 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 don't have a lot but what you have is sometimes uh used you know uh, by analogy in other areas and so it can have uh you know quite a significant impact uh if 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 the court starts saying as a general rule that that businesses have a legal obligation to authenticate people that they're providing services to uh, that's going to have a huge impact, and we're starting to see a little bit of that. We're also starting to see, for example, the Federal Trade Commission has um, uh, instituted uh, some enforcement actions recently, where that was part of the claim that the uh, the business did not properly identify and authenticate its customers, and as a result of that, those customers were able to obtain confidential personal information and, and, you know, use it for identity theft purposes, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's coming, I think.
0: Have you found that a lot of people look at the technology and try to get the technology out there first and then kind of the legal implications are, are an afterthought?
1: I, I think in many respects that's sort of been the business model for the last, I don't know, five, ten years in, in this area. There's been a lot of work done with regard to the the technical standards, you know, how do we exchange identity information and how do we authenticate people and levels of of authentication and and those kinds of things. Uh, But there has not been much work at all done with respect to uh, the legal side of it. Um, And I think ultimately, in order to really build a viable identity management trust framework, uh, you've got to address the legal side of it. Uh, that 's that's as important as the the technical side of it uh, there 's no getting around it, so that 's where we hope to to fill uh, you know, fill that gap and, and, and make a major contribution in that area
0: for our uh, listeners out there who are thinking about doing an online authentication or an online ID scheme, can you give them some advice or some some idea of what they should be looking out for or what they should do to protect themselves on the legal side of things
1: well I, I think the um, The two most commonly identified uh, legal issues, if you will, are privacy and um, liability. And uh, that, of course, really covers two very broad areas and and a lot of sub-issues. And it's going to vary depending on who you are in the process. If you're the identity provider, for example, your concerns are different than if you're a relying party or if you're the subject uh, being identified. Um, but I think those two broad categories are the ones you hear the most uh, discussion about. The the problem, particularly when, when you talk about liability, for example, is that liability is really the consequence of doing something wrong or failing to do something that you should have done. Uh, but we really need to get down to the level of looking at, well, what are those things that you should be doing or what are those things you shouldn't be doing uh, and what are the various areas of law that are involved uh, that underlie any liability risk. For example, if a business is in the identity provider side or role within the identity management process, um, they are making identity assertions about uh, a subject to a third party, to a relying party. And those identity assertions uh, sometimes, in effect, can be considered as warranties or as representations. And so we need to look at warranty law and, and see how that affects uh, that process. We need to look at the law of negligent misrepresentation and see how that affects the process. Uh, and so it's those underlying legal issues that we really need to ferret out and figure out how they might apply, when they apply, when they don't apply, and what the parties can do to sort of, you know, mitigate those legal risks and, and allocate those legal risks fairly among all the participants in the process. Tom,
0: I'm sure you've heard that uh, President Obama has started a task force to kind of look at some of the online authentication issues. Yeah, you know, what are the legal issues around this? Like if there's talk about... Private entities that are going to be set up that I can go into bring some reader documents and then get authentic, get authenticated and then receive some sort of token that I would be able to then use online to identify myself it's, for a private company to do this sort of thing, I would imagine the liability issues
1: are, are huge well, potentially they are i mean th- this is a process uh that the administration has undertaken that i think is a very important one and actually our uh, aba group has been involved in in uh, uh submitting input to that process uh but but i think that um you know the, one of the key questions is is obviously what they're going to recommend and what approach they're going to take i i think with respect to identity credentials Uh, you know, whoever issues those does undertake some level of liability risk. Um, That could be huge or that could be, you know, at a lower level, depending on how the law applies and depending upon what kind of contractual framework might surround that. I mean, for example, if you look at the current uh, digital certificates that are issued by, uh, you know, some of the the, the certification authorities in, in, in a PKI context. Uh, if you look at their documents, they frequently do a lot to try to limit their liability for any mistakes and errors in, in, in those certificates. Uh, no court has yet addressed, you know, how those might be enforced, but they're trying to take steps because they're very concerned about that. And, and I think coming up with a viable business model. Uh, that encourages businesses to get into the identity, you know, proofing or identity provider kind of role, really is going to is going to have to look at that um, that whole liability side of the equation, uh, because at some point businesses are going to say it's not worth the risk, obviously, and um, uh, that, I think that's one of the key questions here. I think, in general, I I would like to um, encourage people to take a look at what we're doing and uh, uh, consider participating. Although it's an American Bar Association project, uh, we're trying to get all of the various stakeholders involved and participating in the project because we really really need the input from as many um, different parties and different stakeholders as possible. So unlike a traditional American Bar Association project, this is not limited to um, lawyers. Uh, we're, we're looking for uh, participation by um, really any business or individual or organization that um, has an interest in uh, identity management systems and processes. Uh, and so we really encourage folks to uh you know, consider consider participating in the process or even to just join our listserv and, um, you know, monitor what we're doing uh, and, and, you know, provide input when and as appropriate. Because, um, like I say, we really want it to be as all-encompassing as, as possible.
0: Well, Tom, I'd like to uh, thank you for joining us on this latest edition of the Guardian ID podcast.
1: Well, thank you. Appreciate it.